Hello again, and welcome to the Monroe Community Players Podcast with the Green Room Groupies. I'm your de facto host, David War, which is spelled with an H, and I'll let you decide where it goes. And join me, joining me in hanging around the Green Room. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. It was a good joke. That was a good opening joke. Um, David usually isn't spelled with an H, so it's a trick question. <laughs> Um, joining me hanging around the green room are Brian Brichette Ross, Robert Yeoman, and newcomer Ronald Robert. Robert, I, okay, maybe we do have to start with Ronald Roberts. How are we doing? How are we doing, guys? How are we, how hey, are you doing? doing great. Welcome, doing great. Ron. Uh, the rest of us introduced ourselves in the first episode, so listeners, if you haven't heard that, go back and take a listen. But this week, Ron, it's your turn. Tell us a quick review of your theater background and why the heck we should listen to you. All right. Well, uh, I have been involved in community theater now for 28 years um, with this particular group. Um, and then if you add the three years from high school before that, that's 31 years that I've been, been being on stage. So, uh, a mere babe. I'm not saying that I, I'm an expert, um, but I've kind of been around the block a little bit, so I kind of know a little bit about its and here's and there's. And uh, hopefully I can add a little bit more insight to the group. Yeah, and like Bob, Ron is and and Brian, actually like all of us, he's been with a couple other groups as well. So mm-hmm. it's not just yep. with Monroe yeah. Community Players, mm-hmm. um, but but with some other groups as well. And a fun fact: Ron and I wear the same dress size. It's true. <laughs> yes. I won't tell you how we know this, and I won't tell you that on Facebook, people thought Ron wore it better, but they were wrong. Parents, get your children out of the room. And uh, just so you know, I, I rock those heels a lot nicer as well. They, they kind of cut into my heel or my ankle a little funny. So, uh, <laughs> and, and it, <laughs> our focus on this podcast is actually to talk about the art and business of theater with an emphasis on the amateur and the community theater. So let's get right to it. Today's first topic, what is the purpose of theater? Anyone? All right. Well, I guess I'll go first since I'm the new guy. I think that uh, theater, much like any type of other form of entertainment, is looked at as a way of escape for people, uh, whether it be reading a book, whether it be watching a movie, uh, watching a game. Um, theater can also be as a way for people to forget about things, um, You know, whether it be their mundane life, whether they're uh, going through some difficult times. Um, they can turn to theater as a way of saying, hey, for the next two, three, depending on who the author is, four hours. Um, I'm just going to forget about things and just uh, be engrossed in this show. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Counter? No, I think that's uh, really good. And boy, did I pop my pee there, didn't I? Oh, my. Yeah. Close. I heard okay. that click. Well, then I'm going to be the one to be contrary. Well, actually, uh, go uh, ahead. Uh, you know, to me, I think, uh, though there is a certain escapism factor, and I think that cannot be ignored, um, especially when we're doing comedies, I think, though, theater ultimately theater with an re by the way and I'll, I'll explain that in a moment for those who who may not know uh the theater also should present some facet of life or the human condition that perhaps you did not consider before mm-hmm. that may do it through a comedy may do it even through a musical but but in my view i think there's an importance to theater because as we're watching these things happen on stage we also have an opportunity to reflect about what's going on in our life and hopefully things get a little better um, especially when we're talking about some of the wonderful shows out there, the the dramas that uh, that we happen to be in production for right now, Ron. Uh, True. Doubt. Um, it lets you look at things just a little differently um, than maybe you have before. Maybe it's an important way. Uh, maybe it's not. But but I think a good theater 
will make you think about life and why we're here. And the reason I said R-E with theater instead of theater with an E-R, which is the correct American spelling for theater, um, there is a small movement, uh, I think it's bigger than me, but it's still a small movement, of some of us that think when you're referring to the art of theater, use R-E. If you're using the building of theater, use E-R. Hmm? That may be me, but so it's not trying I'll to be fancy-dancy um, saying, okay, well, we're fancy, we're going to spell things the way the Europeans do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but I like the idea that it helps to distinguish between what is the art versus what is the facility. Um, because let's face it, you don't always need a theater building to have good theater. Now, yeah. what did they say to do theater? All you really need is one actor and one person to watch. Yep, an actor and an audience, some sort of space. Mm-hmm. But that's all you need. I like to think that you need a, a play, a script to start with. Uh, but, but, it helps. But again, that's only because I've written a couple, uh, as others here at this table have as well. Um, so there we go. Uh, so why do we feel so strongly about bringing this art to our, our communities, though? Um, is it because we're, we think we can entertain, or is, it, is there some other reason we're doing it? Why, what, what's the value to anybody to be involved with the community theater? Oh, I think that's uh, there's several answers to that. I think um, community theater brings number one, it brings uh, all of us that have a love and passion for it together to to be able to celebrate it by you know putting on the shows. That's an important part. Um, next, <laughs> well, I, I think again as well um, back to the whole idea of exposing ideas and things of that nature. Um, I think that that's another good idea is to make people think. Uh, While it can also be an escape, like I said, um, it is a a tool that we can use to expand people's horizons, make them think about things um, that maybe they wouldn't, uh, maybe put themselves in people's shoes that maybe they wouldn't normally do. Um, I know that there are several shows out there, some that we are thinking about producing, that I think would shine a light on members of the community that maybe most people don't even give two thoughts to. And I think that that um, is a great reason why, um, to open people's eyes, open their minds, make them think, again, uh, with the show that we're in production for right now, Doubt. Um, it's a very hot, hot-button topic that, that, are, that is covered in the show that I don't want to give away unless you buy your tickets and come see. Um, but it does. It, it puts you in a, in a position to where it makes you think about uh, everything that maybe you've learned and maybe you've believed your entire life. Um, me personally, with uh, my history and with some of the things that have gone on in that show, oh, that sounds really bad. But uh, <laughs> um, it does. It, it will make you. <laughs> it will make you think. And I think that uh, theater, and that's another reason to do it. Is it just it, it poses you with a question? It doesn't necessarily give you an answer, mm-hmm. and it gives you the opportunity as the viewer or as the performer to come up with your own conclusions. Yes, that's, and that's true. And the, mm-hmm. uh, I'm directing uh, the production that Ron is talking about, and one of the challenges I gave him is he's playing Father Flynn. And I think the show's been around since, what, 2005 when it won the Pulitzer Prize, so I don't think we're giving anything away. Um, it does deal with uh, the Catholic priest and the, the, the sex scandal with children, um, so it's a very mature show. Um, but one of the things I challenged Ron right from the beginning is said, you don't have to tell us. 
but I think you as an actor need to make up your mind, did he or didn't he? Mm. Uh, because I, I think that will affect the performance um, as you're trying to get into the head of this uh, Father Flynn character. Um, <laughs> which, which kind of is maybe a topic for another show on, on, on the acting. Uh, you know, we don't want to get too far into the actor's table's territory. Or what, is that what the show's called? I think so, yeah. That sounds right. <laughs> the actor's actor studio? Actor studio, maybe, yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite swear word? <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> one. Why would you choose the word one as your favorite swear word? Of course, delivered properly, any word can be a swear word. True. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> Back on the topic, so 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 the whole idea of bringing this new things to the theater, which I think gives us a challenge, because some people will say, "Hey, look at the Music Man, for example, classic show, been done for decades. Is there anything that Music Man can teach us?" I would argue that yes, there is. Oh yeah. Um, that I think too many people take it too cavalierly, mm-hmm. uh, if that's a, a real word or not. It um, is now. It is now. I'm a regular Shakespeare. I made my own word. Uh, but, but you know, if, if we're doing that, I think if you look at the script right and you get to the heart of it, yeah, there are things that it can teach us about life. And, and frankly, um, how to bash Iowa. Uh, right, from, right from the opening number, you know. Uh, <laughs> it, it's clear uh, Meredith Wilson and the gang, they didn't like Iowa. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but that's, a, again, a topic for perhaps another show. Uh, so, so that kind of leads in, uh, you know, when we're talking about shows and why we do it, to what is the best kind of show to produce in a community theater? Uh, I think we touched a little on this last, last podcast, but, but I'd like to get a little deeper into this. Is there any show that is off limits to a community theater? Honestly, I think that depends on your members, is what it really depends on, uh, and maybe Bob can back me up. And, and you and oh, all of, we've all been in other other theater groups, and there, yeah, there, I think some groups have more of a stigma of we can't do this in this town. Uh, when I was working up in Ipsy, we were doing. All, I mean, I did Bent, which was about you know the gays in the in the concentration camps and it was pretty graphic we had some really rough scenes and we got the audience now could we do bent in this town which is a little more conservative i'm not sure there was a time when i would when i would agree and say no i don't think we can but i think by saying that we're actually saying we're actually ignoring the audience that would come and see it. And I do think that there is an audience in every town that wants to see something different. That They don't want to just see the music mans and the the odd couples. They want to see something a little bit more, um, you know, with some meat, with some meat on it. Not that the others don't have meat on it, don't get me wrong, but you know what I'm saying. I hope. I, I say the, the odd couple is a well-known dive into the psyche of the american yeah i didn't i didn't I, that was a bad i just rose i was reaching but um but no I, I i think but you have to i think you do have to deal with uh 
members, and I think it's everywhere, you deal with members that are just slightly more conservative who mm-hmm. who just want to do the comedy and the musical. And, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, um, I shocked everybody by saying something. Um, I think really what it boils down to is right at the core, you have to have a director slash producer who wants to do that show because they're the ones who are going to be driving the conversation. They are the ones that are going to be fortifying, uh, galvanizing the group to, Hey, let's do this because this is important to us. It's important to our community. It's important to our posterity. Mm -hmm. I think uh, passion is contagious to Bob's point. So if you have people at the helm, who are passionate about whatever the show is, whatever the idea is, that's contagious. Mm-hmm. And it, you may get people who may not agree with what you believe in, but I think that if they see that someone wants to put their heart and soul behind a project, you're going to want to get in there, partly because of fear of missing out, especially in today's society. Everybody has that. Nobody wants to be left behind on certain things. So I think that if you do, to Bob's point, have someone who's passionate about it, I think that, yeah, you, you can do any show. Um, are there some that are off limits? Probably, but again, to your point, Brian, it, it depends on your on who your audience is. Mm-hmm. So, it's I guess so here I am sitting on the I'm going to sit on the fence on this one and say, <laughs> yeah, no, do it, no, maybe not. So, <laughs> what do you think? Dave? So I guess we're doing okay. Cut it this fall <laughs> as well, soon as it warms up a bit more. I, I was thinking the same thing. Um, then I started thinking, who usually comes to try out for our shows? Oh, that's a story. Do that one. And, yeah. And uh, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure Monroe is ready for an old Calcutta or a Full Monty. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> wow. No, I, no. Great show. Now, Full Monty. I think I, we I could. I still think we could have done. That. We could. I think Monroe players could do Full Monty. There aren't enough spotlights to shield the audience. <laughs> <laughs> See, but, God but, bless but, them. But to me, the point of Full Monty is that these are regular guys, right? Um, right. And, and as who are who aren't afraid to show their shortcomings. Yes. Yeah. You remembered that tagline, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'll, I'll, you know, I have seen hair done. Yeah. Um, but of course, with tasteful lighting, I guess is a way to put it uh, for for that big scene, uh, the nude scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and a seamstress that has a good stretch stitch <laughs> for body suits. Yeah. When we did Bent, uh, there was the opening scene. It takes place in the uh, apartment in Germany, and the lover of the main character comes out and wearing nothing. And they and we just we did it, and there was no reaction. Again, Ipsy Ann Arbor, so it's a little bit more um, on the liberal side. But you know, there was no reaction at all. I was. Coming from Monroe to that, I was actually a little shocked because I was like, are we really going to do this? And, yeah, we did. But I think if the audience knows ahead of time that there's going to be nudity or there's going to be strong language or there's going to be, you know, some kind of violence or sex scene or whatever, they're prepared, you know? Yeah, Yeah, just just short of an actual rating system. Um, I, I, I believe that because it's something that we do in our group as well as if it's a mature themes, we're going to say, Hey, this is an adult show for adult with adult themes. Mm-hmm. You bring your 12 year old, that's on you. Right. 
Right. Yeah. And I think if you're doing a show for shock value, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Yes. Exactly. Definitely. So I, I yes. think that you know if if you're going to do a show where it's just about hey come on you're gonna you're gonna see this right. and you better be ready for it. Well, then maybe that's not not the right reason to do that show. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and again, I think it gets back to that passion yep. and and the value. And and I guess there's a question in there too: is is it up to the community theater to censor? A director or producer who have that passion um, if they think they can get a show to work if, if the group has the financial wherewithal or the, the place to do it should they say yep we're going to give you a shot or, or should you have a board that sits there and says eh, it has that word in it we can't do it well two thoughts if you don't do anything new you're going to stagnate and die if you're going to be on the board and basically say no to everything, there won't be a board. You won't have any power. You will be gone. The group will be gone. And all because you couldn't break out of your own little shell. Adapt or die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think to your point earlier, Brian, you know, what we, we sometimes get real caught up in what will our audience accept? Will our audience accept that? And we worry so much about the current audience that we forget the new audience that's waiting to come into absolutely or the audience that has always been there that we just didn't present yeah, the right, right stuff to yeah 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 because i think virtually every group in the state um having having seen what's going on around the state you know we're all clamoring for more diversity within our groups yeah. mm-hmm. um, whether that be uh, racial whether that be ethnic whether that be uh, any of a mirrored Myrid? Myrid? Myrid. 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 <laughs> new show, Correcting David's Pronunciations. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> next week when, when, I, when I go after complacent. Um, complacent. Complacent. <laughs> uh, but, but no, uh, you know, any number of ways that, that and I, I, I guess I'm going to say, kind of going back to the original thing, why do we do this for our communities? It, it is a place for community to come together. Mm-hmm. to meet with people they might not normally associate with on the street, work together on a project, and make something wonderful happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you meet more people. I think you meet more people that that are that are more like you than you realize mm-hmm. when you go. Because theater is a – the theater crowd is a, an amazing, eclectic group of people. And – when I started with Monroe Players, of course, I started, I was still in high school when I did the first show. I didn't, I wasn't an open gay man back then or a gay kid or whatever. But when I walked into the, I, shocking, isn't it? Um, but when I walked into uh, the first the first rehearsal, I had never known an out someone who was out a gay man and of course you know there was one in in the show who came in with the the fur coat and the whole bit and it really it said it really spoke to me in a certain way because it's like oh i maybe i'm okay after all you know and i mean that really was there in my head uh, that first that first night so i think you do you get i think there's an eclectic we're an eclectic group and i think all are welcome and i think people that especially young people who don't maybe aren't sure of themselves, they find that and then they see others that are, yeah, you know, they're, they're happy with their life and they understand that that can be them as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
but you know, to the audience point, for as many people that are out that are saying, "Oh, hey, they're doing Music Man again," how many more people are like, "Oh, hey, they're doing Music Man again?" And you know, and I think that that that's uh, that's something as a group that you need to look at as well. Whereas you know that you've got those, uh, to borrow a phrase from you, those singles and doubles and triples that you can hit that you've hit before. How many people are just not even going to bother to come up to the plate? Because it's well, like, well, you know, we've seen this already. All right. The newer shows that come out, and someone I really respect told me this, especially for musicals, they are making the musicals almost impossible to do on a community theater level. They, the fingering is more complex. The music is harder. You won't be able to do it if you're a third grade music teacher's student. They, and they are doing this on purpose so people will hire professional musicians, professionals mm. to do everything. I don't know. That, that sounds a little conspiracy minded to me personally, but I, I, oh. think that, I think there's some legitimacy to that. I mean, if you look at the new stuff coming out, it is different. Right. Um, you can't, nobody, you don't have cast of 25 people. You have cast, cast of, of seven or sometimes I was thinking smaller it, cast. And let's think of the current, you know, the current big hit Hamilton, you know, I've seen it. I enjoy the show, but gosh, I don't hum any of the songs from it, but you know, throw me, there's two. Does more everybody else do it? I, there's maybe, no, there's not a lot. There are two that pop into my shot. Yeah, that's, that's the only one. Chat. No, no, King George. Yeah, King George has the greatest song. In Villain that. song of all time, ranking right up there with Scar. Yeah, yeah, yeah I I totally agree with you. That that. Okay, let's, let's hear a few bars. Um, I can't sing, so I'm see? you remember. Uh, uh, wait, I'll be back. You'll be back. back. You'll be back. Wait and see. When I burn the churches with you to the knees, I don't. Yeah, that's the only thing. But if I start right, someone seventy-six been... trombones, let the big parade. And that's it's all I know. It's had years to get sunk in. It's been done three thousand eight hundred forty uh, times. That's and that's just one rotation round the sun. My point is, it's harder to sing too. The, yeah. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Without yeah, those doubt. are. And I think it was Walt Disney who made the comment. You know the. Or somebody quoting Disney, he understood music wasn't the thing; it was the only thing. Um, the Sherman Brothers, yeah, yeah, all mm. those hits, um, things that people still sing today, even even with ungodly long names like Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Um, Never heard of it. Yeah, it's a little song. Okay, it's kind of an art piece that okay. people really enjoy. Apparently, but, it pops into his mind. Oh, really? Yes, sir. Eclectic. You could say it backwards too, but. I, I don't want to show off. Mm. The, not not today. <laughs> not today. Julie Andrews does but every so, chance so, she so, gets. So 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 if you're attracted, you guys, you know, we we have a little different spinning. Okay. You, you're um, you think Hamilton is singable? You think it's it's uh, no no it's rappable. It's rappable. There's there's not a and, lot. And maybe of, that's just my age. I I'm just oh I couldn't do it either. No. And let me tell you the 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 lead female in that. Oh, is amazing. But you would have to find someone who I mean, because I read somewhere and I don't know what it is now, but how many words a minute she throws out there in her song um, is just mind boggling. 
but so no there's no way i could sit there i'm I'm not driving down the road you know rapping to hamilton mm-hmm. i am singing i i feel pretty to west side story but well let's look at an older show and frankly it is an older show now fan of the opera sure yeah that has been out for how long now it's not coming to community theater anytime soon no. well no they're going to milk cats first now, come on. Not, not everything's the movie. We're, we're sorry for all the people. For the second show in a row, we apologize to all the Cats fans out there. Apparently, it's become a running gag. Um, so well, so gag, so yes. We, we, will bat, we will now bash Cats every episode. Well, um, I, find, find out when we do. I, I did read a review today of Dear Evan Hansen, the movie, and apparently it's going to give Cats a run for its money. So oh, we shall see. I, saw, I heard it was very um, eclectic in its appeal. Well... It's one of those things where, again, they have the uh, 30-something man playing the high school student, and which he did phenomenally well on stage. Mm -hmm. But just, you know, obviously we all know that musicals that are done on stage and acting on in film, well, I guess I shouldn't say that because I've never been in a film. Look at it, Dave Moore over here. Well, I do have been in a couple little art pieces. (laughs) (laughs) That uh, (laughs) they are two completely different mediums, and what works on stage doesn't necessarily work on film. That is true. And that mm-hmm. seems to be the... Because uh, uh, apparently I can get leads on stage, but then when I go on to the set of a film, my I'm placed behind the camera because that's <laughs> my best side. <laughs> I'm, I'm what they call hey. an extreme background player. <laughs> is that we, when we they know you're there. the ham tramic? Stay there. Yeah. Back up. <laughs> back up. When you see Sam tramic, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I... I Apologize, Hamtramck. I, hey, I got to, to see the Batmobile in real life. I'm oh, that's, 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 well, there you go. That's, that's, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. They didn't let me drive it, but there it was. Well, that's that's their, loss. Spent their, it. their loss. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that about Evan. Uh, I've never seen the. I've never actually seen the music. That's one that every time we go to New York, we say we're going to see, and then we end up going somewhere else and seeing. I only else. know the one song that shows up on Alexa, and with he's they're writing the letter, and the letter gets on. Um, the internet and hilarity ensues. I mean, to be fair, the review was written by someone who originally was lamenting the fact that as an American uh, journalist, they weren't allowed to go to Toronto to go to the film festival. So they already kind of had a little bit of... Oh, they had an issue. They had a snark up their nose. They had to watch it uh, streaming on their laptop. So let's just, you know, don't want to... Don't flood us with horrible letters yet, people. (laughs) We like laptops. Well, Well, Comments, you know, just hit the like button whenever this actually appears. That, that's what's important. And please move on. Yes. And please move on. <laughs> <laughs> Film reviews next week. <laughs> but um, you know, you you said it's funny. You said you mentioned Phantom, and now that's a musical that has been loved for decades now. I remember when it. I, I'm old enough to remember when it came out. I don't know any of the songs from that. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't sing one I have the song costume. from that. Literally, I do. I, I know you do. I know you do. There's a cape involved, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> a double layer one. Shock me! I can't believe. I cape. and I had a hat rebuffed, reblocked, so it's like his fedora. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. But I, but I don't the, mus- the, men the music. Wise, the music wise, I don't think it was music. Uh, other than the you know the music of the night. Yeah. That's about it. That's you know I don't I don't I never thought it grabbed it didn't grab me. I never I'll be honest. Which I'm, is a I'm surprise. The same with most things do grab you. But. <laughs> or well, I ask them to. 
But I, I'm the same way with Les Mis, you know. Uh, Master of the House, I mean, we all love that. See, now that one I can, oh, no, wait I can a sing minute. beginning to end. You're going to go, oh, God, God, for Les Mis <laughs> no. over Phantom? Yeah. But, but I Okay, think... folks, vote in. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we'll even put in Oklahoma there for you others, just to make sure. We're you, had, you had to say the other. I had to say the other. You had to say the other. I said the other. All right. You know, right. I have never seen Phantom on stage. I haven't either. I, I've seen it on stage three times. Three times. Mm-hmm. Three times. Twice in Chicago. Once in Toronto. Wow. 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 That's. Not and I'm not. I'm not bashing the show I at all. I didn't even know Bob had been to <clears throat> Toronto. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bashing the show at all. I'm just saying, for me, it, it. You know, I don't think, other than the music of the night, there wasn't that much that came out of there. I mean, West Side Story, Jesus Christ Superstar. Th- those are the musicals to me that. People know Mary Poppins, obviously, um, are the ones that everybody knows so much of that music. But it seems like all these years later, you don't. I don't hear as much Phantom as I even do. Still, um, and, Oklahoma and, well, and Music Man, and and I think part of the issue with things like Phantom and 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 I'll say Hamilton and Rent and uh, oh, Rent. Les Mis. Oh, all right now, I don't think they're musicals. I think they're operettas. Oh, okay. you know, which, which is a form of musical, yes. obviously. But it borders. But there yeah. is it so borders. Yeah. there are yeah. so few spoken words. Yeah, yeah. And I think not only is there the special effect, you know, the the spectacle that these shows have. It's, it's true. But I think it'd be difficult for most community theaters to do it simply because the trained voice to sustain all that music for that length of time. Yeah, you know, unless you're a professional. It's it's very difficult if you you got a day job, mm-hmm. and yet you then you're going to go into a rehearsal where you're singing for two hours a night. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. That's that's a tough act to pull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but now I suspect. But on the other side of that, players has done that. Yes, because Jesus Christ Superstar is well, pretty much true. the that same way. True. The um, producers. The okay now I've never seen the producers. The producers I think has a lot of I, and I do I humbly apologize to you for that but no I have never seen the producers other than the I, I the think movie the producers is more traditional musical I, it's I think it has a lot of script yes it does um, whereas whereas something like a superstar you're right it's almost all singing yeah. well it that and, is a rock opera yeah they actually call it that. yeah call it the, it's like Godspell we did Godspell that yep. was almost all music too wasn't it yes yeah. that was all music. So maybe in a roundabout way, we've hit upon the kind of show that community theater maybe can't do. Um, well, well, um, but they can but, always do it. But I bet someone's going to come back to me and say, "Yeah, then what about HMS Pinafore or Pirates of Penzance? Uh, any other types of shows?" That <laughs> I mean, I, I, we had a pretty broad conversation there. But anything else that that uh, they can't we can't do in community theater or amateur theater. Now, and, and maybe there is a distinction there between amateur and community theater in that sense. That's, that would some be of the amateur theaters, because they aren't drawing, you know, maybe it's a repertory style theater, uh, something where, hey, we're not really inviting the community in. It's, we're just a group of folks that want to do theater. Mm-hmm. Um, we just can't make money at it, which mm-hmm. is, frankly, probably most theaters in the world today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe, maybe that's one of the different. We'll have to say that for another podcast. Maybe what's the difference between just amateur theater and community theater? Is that is there something different? Which I think there is. Hmm. Um, I think when you throw the name community in, you know, there's an expectation you're drawing people in from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas amateur, maybe it can be something different. 
amateur just means you're doing it for the love. You're not expecting to get the money. Right. Uh, well, that's community. Uh, that's our group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is so true. Oh, that, I can applaud and make noise. Okay. Um, yeah, these are these are going to be so embarrassing to listen to ten years down the road if if we're all still alive. Um, here he we is go. just I'm full just, of happiness, isn't no, he? I, I, I'm just <laughs> taking this down. There we go. Uh, you really should have had the cup of coffee. Yeah. Nihilistic Dave has entered the room. So there we go. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. Okay. So so what was the original question? The original question is, what are the best type of shows for community theater? Does it begin and end with musicals? No. Um, and, and I think clearly no. Uh, yeah. To me, I, I, I really think community theaters need to do the dramas. Yep. Mm-hmm. need to really do more of that. Um, I love a good comedy. I love a good musical. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I think someplace where if, we're, if part of our mission is to help people understand the human condition, that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Then, then the dramas have to be out there. I think, however, those are also the shows we have the hardest time drawing people to. The dramas, because they expect they want the escapism, as Ron talked or, about earlier. Yes. Right. Or are they expecting theater that supports what they believe to be true? Oh, that's a good point. That's a very good question. If it's like buying a new car, you bought the car, you did all this research about buying a car. This car has this, this, and you've got it. Do you get buyer's remorse as soon as you get off the stage? Because the audience went, that's not us. I'm not prejudiced. I'm not anti-religious. I'm not against turkeys for Thanksgiving. Well, why? This this has got nothing to do with me. (coughs) I really want to see what show you're referencing there. Hmm? (laughs) I don't know what show you're referencing there with the turkeys, but... (laughs) I just put things out into the universe, <laughs> and they come back, and hopefully with Stouffer's dressing attached. I, I will follow. I will follow Bob's comment up with, "As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could <laughs> fly." Oh, with a humanity. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I think that. The, the, Why isn't that a Christmas special for community theater? I think it's going to be because that you have the people be. taking episodes of Golden Girl. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have episodes of the Gilligan's Island that they just take the thing and just. Oh, yes. But that was not an episode. Ron is giving me the evil eye because we did perform the uh, Gilligan's Island, the musical, where he played. Almost a year ago to this very day. Wow, yeah, that's right. That's right. If if Facebook is to be believed. Two years ago, actually. I'm sorry. Two Um, years ago. I think that one of the things, or one of the reasons why dramas, comedies, don't necessarily, I don't want to say draw them in, but I think that part of that is television. Because if you look within the past maybe five years, all the major networks have jumped on these whole, we're doing live musicals. You're mm-hmm. going to see your favorite stars doing this show or that show. And people see that. and They're like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Whereas they can turn on the TV on a Tuesday and there's a drama. There's a comedy. And I think that that's part of it that people see. Well, I can see this anytime. Now, they're not going to see you on stage on a Tuesday. But I think they're that, lost. That is, absolutely. But I think that that's, that's part of the medium issue is that, that musicals are so revered and, and loved in this world that everybody wants to just go see those because everybody loves to sing, everybody loves to dance, and those of us who don't like to sing or dance or can't do that very well get stuck doing get stuck doing the straight shows, which I think are, you know, you can get so much more out of those. Oh, you really can. Mm-hmm. Because in all honesty, 
how many people that you know walk down the street all of a sudden just break into song? What street are we on? I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're, you're talking to the wrong crowd here. Yeah. Present company excluded. Yeah. Uh, you might want to open But I know what you're window. saying. Right. Yeah. And exactly. I think that, yeah. and again, it goes back to the escapism, I think. Mm-hmm. Which, well, look at that. Full circle, guys. Full circle. There you did. Yeah. Escapism yeah. is that people just want to go somewhere. You are good at this. But at the same time, there are musicals, and this is what is kind of interesting, too. There are musicals that do, yes, people want to go to musicals to escape. You're My Fair Ladies and, you know, all those. Almost said the O word again. But there are heavy musicals that sometimes surprise me at how well they're, and Rent is, I mean, not that it shouldn't be. I think Rent is one of my all-time favorites, but it's not a light musical. It's, It's a pretty heavy you know, or op- opera or operatic or, you know, however you want to categorize it. Uh, yeah, funny that a, a show based on one of the most depressing books in Western literature would, would not be an up kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. But I, I, I guess the question I have about that, Don't another though, drug addict. Is, are people more drawn to the music and they're really not even paying attention to what the subject matter is? Because the, the music in Rent, to me, is a lot catchier than some of the other musicals we've talked about. And I think yeah. that that might be the point of, well, I'm going to, because I like this music. Meanwhile, is the point, maybe sometimes, you know, getting going right over people's heads. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I'll say what draws me to musicals, obviously, because they are musicals, is the music. I'll hear a musical, you know, the, the album, or whatever we used to call albums, whatever we call them today, mm-hmm. um, collections of show tunes <laughs> that are <laughs> from one show, mm-hmm. um, long before I've ever seen a script and decide that this is something we should do. That's nope. interesting because I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was wondering how does this affect the trend with music musicals on Broadway to be basically jukebox musicals, where it's mm-hmm. all pop music arranged into a storyline. You mean like such the, as School of Rock, Rock of Ages, Rock of Ages, Jersey Boys, the Ball, the Red Ball, Abba, Abba, the musical, mm-hmm. uh, the Waitress, right? Yeah. Waitress, yeah. And there actually, we saw one a couple years ago called um, something, but it was, I can't remember the name of it now, but it was all, uh, it was all music by the Go-Go's and it was done, it was done in Shakespeare time. I mean, it was a kind of a uh, medieval show, but it was all Go-Go's music (laughs) and and it was good. It was really, I mean, I have to admit it was funny. It was cute. It was good, but it's unique. Yeah, it was unique, but uh yeah. Now see, and, but I'm different, I, I, and maybe that's because well, I'm thinking I'm that's why. Okay, I know this music already. I've ever heard before. I plunked down any money for Phantom of the Opera. Like, not only did I have the CD, I had the special collection. I had this book, that book, this book. I bought the mask, the hat, the whole kit and caboodle. Then I spent the money on the tickets to the musical. Wow, I, well, I've never done it that way. Well, doesn't that though? play into the whole what's happened to Broadway with everything was based on something else. Yeah. Yeah, there are yeah. no original Broadway shows. Now, granted, they've always been based on books, um, mm-hmm. I think. But now you know, we're seeing everything that was a movie becoming a musical. Yes. I mean, Disney start. I, should say, I won't even say Disney started it, but they've, they've played into it very well. Oh, yeah. um, but, you know, you've got The Wedding Singer. That was a movie first, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then it became Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Oh, I, I love that score. Um, Do you? I love it. I've, n- I've never listened SpongeBob to it. SpongeBob SquarePants. Yep. Yeah. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much that, you know, it used to be 
shows came from books or other ideas. Uh, but now it's like you've got to have a licensed character before they even yes. put it on Broadway. Yeah. Because they want that T-shirt dollar. Well, they want that built-in audience. Yes. Although, playing devil's advocate on that, some of the best one uh, musicals that are that are out now, I think, Hades Town is is extremely popular. I don't know if that has if it's comes from a book or anything. It's definitely not a um, far far from far far and away, right? Which is based off of uh, the story of people stranded during nine eleven. Um, I mean, th- there are originals that I do think are still out there, but you, you're right, Broadway. Uh, mostly gets pulled in by your Lion King, your SpongeBob's, and and Little Mermaids, and and that sort of thing. So yeah, but they're they're still out there. I think there are still some very good musicals that are. In some of that, let's remember, Broadway is for tourists. Yes, I mean to a degree. You know, is the new and innovative stuff really coming from Broadway, or is it coming from smaller theaters, Broadway adjacent? I think that you're going to get the yeah. technical, like the the worms that hop all over the stage in Beetlejuice. Those are all projections, but they look real, at least on my computer, they certainly do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I think it, the technology with using screens, uh, just like they do at Walt Disney World and Disneyland, mm-hmm. Are, mm-hmm. which already are in Broadway, are going to be used even more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I can see that. It's, yeah, definitely. It's what you can do with those million-dollar budgets. Yeah. Absolutely. Just don't do Spider-Man. <laughs> no one ever well, do Spider-Man. If you're going to do Spider-Man, do Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man. Yes. But it, because I think that's the problem, and even uh, it's a bird, it's playing the Superman, it, it, you know, sometimes they just... Guys, we're going to go into comicsology <laughs> for a little bit as we well, go through the history well, of... Bad superhero musicals. What, what I think is interesting, and, and maybe yet another discussion for another time, is as stories change medium and you get new creative people involved, they want to put their own mark on it and they forget what made the character popular in the first place. Or they got rid of what made it. That's what I mean. They forgot it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they ignore it and say, let me bring something new, which makes sense if you're a creator but doesn't necessarily make sense in terms of the property you're trying to develop a story from. Mm-hmm. So now we're talking about Star Trek and Star Wars? <laughs> yes, Bob. It always <laughs> comes back to Star Trek and Star Wars. Thank you. <laughs> okay. well, again, welcome. Yeah, welcome, Ron. Welcome, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I do have to say, I'm looking at the time, and by the time this gets edited down, <laughs> we'll have maybe 10, 10 good minutes here that we have talked about. <laughs> Um, for the four uh, people that actually listen to this, <laughs> I mean, which will probably be the four people sitting, sitting at this, at this table, table. <laughs> thank yeah. you so very much for your attention. Yes. Uh, but why don't, we, why don't we call that a wrap for this episode? All right. Absolutely. Uh, Trapped. We Hopefully, folks, both of you out there, we'll see you next time. All right. We won't see you. You won't see us. But you know what I mean. Uh, give us a listen next time when we'll have more discussion from the Green Room Groupies at MCP. Say Come up with a clever sign-off here, though. I like Bob's from last time. Save the center out. Save the center out for me. I think I stole that from e- Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, but, but I don't think you stole the second part of it. What was it? Um, I have a small, small bladder. bladder. <laughs> 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 God, how funny! It was. It was very funny. So, um, ciao. Yep. See, <clears throat> see you at the theater. <laughs>